0: Hello, and welcome to Survivor Social. This is a podcast where we talk about Survivor with an emphasis on the social aspects of the game. And as you can see, most importantly, we have the one, the only, the undisputed queen of Survivor herself, Sandra Diaz Twine. Sandra, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: My pleasure, and some people might want to dispute that. <laughs> not here. Yeah, not here.
0: not here. here. Absolutely Mm-mm. not. <laughs>
1: How are you? How are you liking season 44? I'm really enjoying season 44. Um, There's a lot of people I'm rooting for. Uh, There's not really, usually there's players that I don't care for, but I don't feel like that this season. Um, They're all very enjoyable. They're there to play and it's been a while, but I'm really enjoying season 44.
0: I couldn't say better myself. It's very true. Good cast, good Challenges, get everything, honestly. I was very impressed with this episode in particular, but we will get into it. I'm also here with Tegwith. Tegwith, how you doing?
2: I'm doing great. Super excited to be here. Can't wait to talk about this episode. I think maybe one of the best episodes of the season. Um, and really excited to get into it with you, David, but specifically with you, Sandra. It's going to be awesome.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I'm ready for it. Bring it on.
0: <laughs> Before we start, make sure to like and subscribe to Survivor Now on YouTube and Spotify. And if you have any of your hot takes of your own that you would like to send to us, Make sure you send them to pod at gmail.com, and we'll read them here. And before we start digging into this episode, we had so many questions for you, Sandra, but sent in from so many fans, but we're just going to ask one for now, and then we'll just get to some of them, maybe if we have some time later, but the first question for all of us is, do you remember the moment when you realized you were a hardcore Survivor fan? Sandra, why don't you start?
1: Uh... I was a fan since the first episode of season one, and that's what got me involved in Survivor, but I was in the military, so of course I couldn't go and play, and I always wanted to play, but I never knew how, or I guess I never thought about the how until I saw Jeff say, if you think you have what it takes, go to cbs.com and apply, and that's when it hit me, and I was like, I'm going to apply for Survivor. So from the beginning, but the game has changed so much. And never in my wildest dreams did I expect to be on six different seasons, 20 years later, um, an, a, a totem on Island of the Idols. Like, none of it. I never seen any of it coming.
0: You've had an amazing career. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. I actually want to say one of the the things that got me really into uh, so I only started watching in 2018, Sandra. I'm relatively new. Um, and I, my first season was Survivor China. That honestly got me hooked. And one of my, I think the third season I watched was your season was uh, Pearl Islands. And it was in Pearl Islands when I think it was um, when uh, Johnny Fairplay was uh, with the whole grandmother thing. I was like, this show is incredible. Like this right here is pure entertainment. And uh, that's really when when I felt like I was instantly like I need to go read more about this show. I need to learn more about the the characters that are on this show. Uh, so yeah, Pearl Islands definitely top top for me.
1: Oh yeah, there's like a lot of fans when year after year after year, heroes versus villains continues to be at the top. Pearl mm-hmm. Islands continues to be at the top. And I'm glad that I'm part of both of those. Me and Rupert, you know, because we're both in both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it amazes me that a lot of my—well, not a lot of my seasons, but at least two of them are in the top what five? Yeah. Because <laughs> <you> me, <laughs> no, I want to say it was because of the cast. It was overall an awesome cast both times.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think for myself. This is gonna bring me back a long time. But in sixth grade, we had this sixth grade picnic to celebrate graduating elementary school. And it was the same year that Heroes versus Villains came out. And I know I'm a baby, but um, <laughs> there was like this competition to win these like different classroom like tribe flags, and I won my pink power puffs tribe flag, and I felt so cool. And my mom was like, you know what? the only person who would be as cool as you is Sandra. And I said, you know what? You're right, mom. And and just just getting started, mom was like- (laughs) everything. (laughs) (laughs) True. My mom was like, I think Sandra was from Connecticut at one point and I'm from Connecticut. And my mom was like,
1: you know, that's another reason why
0: she's the best. (laughs) And that
1: started my love of Survivor. Yeah, I was born in Stanford. Um, I still have like my brother and some of my cousins are still in Stanford. A lot of my family moved on to Norwalk and Bridgeport. And of course, I have a a few cousins in um, Trumbull and New Britain. Oh, nice. I'm from Stratford. So right next to that. But nice. I didn't name Stratford. I ain't got nobody over there. That's okay. So- <laughs> That's okay. So, but I was over there... Um, the premiere of survivor, I did the New York city premiere. And then I went that night. Cause my brother came to grand central station. I went back home with him. Then my cousin Bruni did my hair. Her salon is in uh Norwalk. Mm-hmm. And then I went back to the airport. So I was over there on may, what was it? May 3rd. When was it that it started? May, May 3rd, March, March, March. I mean, yeah, March. We're not even in may Jesus. March 3rd yeah. maybe. Yeah. You know, on the premiere. I was there and I got to see Tony in New Jersey. No, no way. That's awesome. Yeah, we had lunch and I kept begging him like, Tony, come, come, come. He's like, no, that ain't for me. I got stuff to do with my kids. He's like, they're still little. I want to enjoy them before they're gone. And I was like, I totally get it. And uh, we had a wonderful lunch and then we went our separate ways.
2: Awesome. Oh, that's so lovely. Yeah. The if, king you're
0: of ready, if you're ready to, we can jump right into the episode and talking about that. All right. So we come back from tribal and now we're even at three, three and three starting from the original tribes. And it seems like Lauren, Jamie and Kane from Ratu think, oh, all the Tika people. So Carolyn, Carson, Jam Jam, we've got them. So we're set. Do you think that this shows that the Ratu members are a little bit naive or does this show that the Tika members are just really good at making them feel secure?
1: Uh, both of those, because uh, Kane said it best, like we're setting ourselves up to win. And if we don't, we did something wrong. And look what happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, with Survivor, it's so hard to, for instance, we always see these players over and over. I'm running the show. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And then we see it on TV. They don't know it, but we see clearly that there's other people running the show so whenever you think that you're in control or you're in the majority, or even even Jam Jam Carolyn and Carson thinking they're in the middle, they're good. Everybody wants them. That eventually gets old too. Like Franny said, you know they're in a power position because everybody, you know, those three want them, the other three want them, but you know you can cut them off at the knees if you wanted to, um, but. For me, I think that they thought they were good. They thought they were four strong and they were just going to go straight to the end with no problems. And of course, when there's four, you got to remember there's another six. And that's what happened with us in Heroes versus Villains. There were three over there, which was uh, Boston Rob me, Courtney. Then you had the other three on the other side, Poverty, Danielle, and the other person. And then you had four in the middle, uh, uh, Jerry, uh, Randy, Coach and Tyson. But when this three and three got together, we took out the four, but the four thought they were good. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. it goes right back to season after season. We see the same thing happening. And I don't know why they didn't think of that, you know? Definitely. I think part
0: of it could be the fact that they don't have any breaks between these days. And I know this is something that I heard Stephen Fishback and Randy from Survivor Now talking about, about the fact that without a break in between these days, sometimes maybe it could be getting to them. Do you feel like that day between every all the craziness helps you process?
1: You know, the days off do help because you get rest and sometimes you need that. Um, But I feel like they're lucky that they're playing 26 days straight. They still had a day off. Mm -hmm. Didn't they just have a day off? They're (laughs) out there climbing rocks and I'm thinking – what are you guys doing? Don't you remember Matt just got hurt? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why would you do that? But anyway, um, even when the game is still going, 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 there's still time to reflect, think things out. It's not, well, yeah, every minute counts, but there's still always time for downtime. Mm-hmm. You're not in every single conversation, you know? Um, yeah.
2: It, it is interesting to me seeing, though, that, like, we are what now two votes into the merge, right? This is the second vote uh, out of the official, after the official merge. And it still comes down to very much tribal lines where I feel like prior to the new era, those lines could be blurred some of the time, sometimes depending on the swap or depending on whatever. It didn't even seem like the swap came into effect, chain, like trying to like blur the tribal lines. It seemed like everyone just went, right. Went right back to their old tribe, which I think is a very interesting, uh, dynamic to have. It's like, I thought Jamie was going to be really in with Soka, and she is really not. She's really with Ratu. And I, it's interesting to me that they're still seeing this as very much tribes, even though they're on like one beach.
1: Well, a lot of times the people you first make your connections with, those are your, those are the people you want to ride or die with till the end, you know? Yeah. Um, so I can see why, for instance, Jam Jam, Carson, and Carolyn, no matter what, stay together. Mm-hmm. And when that happens and you see those three are together, you want to find your group of people, which end up being the people you initially started the game with. That's just how it is. That's who you usually have more trust in. Makes That's sense. point.
0: Absolutely. And so I just asked, wanted to ask a question because last, or not last week, the week before, we were talking to Todd. And Todd was saying, that he was very cocky when he played in China. And what do you feel like is the, is the appropriate level of confidence to have while you're playing?
1: But it's different because Todd is a student of the game. Like he really, you know, he used to do these games in his own house and put together survivor events and all that stuff. You're talking about someone who has survivor in their blood versus someone they might have found at the gas station. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. not the same. Every time you play, you're not playing with all players that know the game. Some people just end up watching one, two or the most significant seasons before going out there. And then once they're on the show and they come home, they quit watching it. You know what I'm saying? They really were never into Survivor. So it all depends. Todd could be cocky because Todd knows the game. Mm -hmm. Other people can't pull that off. Not everyone can. Right, it's true.
0: It is very specific to the person. That's a really good point. And so... We also see that after The Last Idol was played by Danny, everyone's looking for idols again. And then we see a really funny confessional from Jamie, which is the editing this season, I think, is just hilarious. She's talking about how she feels confident because she has at least one idol, and then slowly the the words one fake idol just appear next to her name. I feel like between that, the close-up on the papaya that Matt had, at the or Matthew had at the last tribal or something the one before that they've mm-hmm. just been really funny with the way they've been editing things and i think they deserve some props
1: yeah they do they're they're doing a great job um but back to her fake idol it's sad that it's gotten to the point where what is that noise okay it's gone um, <laughs> it sounded like somebody was driving in a car listening to music <laughs> um Back to what we were talking about, uh with Jamie, you know, it's sad that she thinks it's a real idol, um you know, it goes back to all these fake idols and but it's part of the game um and oh my God, what was the question? What were we talking about? First, we
0: were talking about the editing, but then we were talking about mostly, yeah, the fact that Jamie felt secure, even though she only Our had idol
1: is fake, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can never feel safe because you never know when to play it. And then the other day she handed it off to Kane. What if he would have kept it? You know what I'm saying? Like, so um, just because you have an idol, whether it's real or fake, you really want to play it correctly. But a lot of the times it doesn't happen. So you can be the best player out there. But mm-hmm. for instance, with me and Denise, the Queenslayer, even if I wouldn't have given her my idol, I was never scared of her coming after me so i don't know that i would have ever even you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. just because you have an idol doesn't mean anything you still got to play it correctly and for her even if she tried to play correctly it's a fake idol so it's sad um we want to see the outcome of what happens with this idol but the editing so far has been great i'm enjoying every single i enjoy jam jam the most and the crap he says um he's so funny and i have so many friends that Every time I see him, I think of them because they sound just like him. You know, <laughs> so I'm really enjoying Jam Jam. But anyway, she's doing a great job.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Jamie is. And Jam Jam, yeah, he's he just steals every scene that he's in. He talked about the fact that he was 007 at the beginning of the episode. And then he starts talking about the subtitles and the subtitles appear. He is just a quote machine. And oh, I- that
1: every time they write his name down, they're the ones that go home. I'd be scared to write his name down.
0: Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I would be too. Jeez. I don't I don't know if anybody who else is left that's voted for him. I don't know, but I'd be scared.
2: Yeah, that's I think crazy. everyone who's voted for Jam Jam is is gone, but or at least the majority. Yeah. Got to watch out for for Jam 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 Bond.
1: I I used that in in Australian Survivor. I was like I was telling them because they were they would always grill me at night about things that happened on different seasons. And I was like, well, you know, anyone that write like there was the curse of Sandra. And if you write my name down, either you go further than me, but you don't win or you actually get voted off. So don't write my name down. And it worked on my tribe. When I started saying that, I mean, Sam wrote my name down one time, but after that she laid off of me. And then I ended up on the tribe swap. I didn't tell them the story thinking I was good. And then they take me out. And I was like, damn it, why didn't I tell them the curse of writing down my name? I could have probably spooked them into not writing my name down.
0: Absolutely. Oh. That was a very smart plan. <laughs> and then we have an off day, like we mentioned. They, they get an off day and we see it. And they start playing a game similar to I Spy. They are, they are, I think. I'm not sure. But you pick something that starts with a similar letter and then you look for it and have other people guess. And Carolyn picks the letter S, but it literally just sounds like she's saying ass. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Was (laughs) that what Jam
0: Jam was saying because of the way she said it? (laughs) I've never heard, I've met plenty of people from Minnesota, but I can't say I've ever heard anyone quite like Carolyn.
1: She's got a very unique accent. Yeah, yeah. She's in a world of her own, but we love her. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. And we actually get to learn more about her world because then she talks a little bit about her struggles with addiction and she opens up and it's, very touching and I appreciate the fact that we're getting this information at a good part of the season like we're a little bit of the ways in because one of the few complaints that I've had is that we'll meet someone 15 seconds in and then we'll hear their entire backstory and I'm like wait but I don't know you you know what I mean so getting to know Carolyn over the course of these last few episodes it made this moment even more special I think Because we have more of an emotional connection to
1: her. It did. And it opened up the eyes of her tribe mates too. And they're enjoying her as well, especially since she said at the beginning she thought, you know, they don't like her. They're not going to, they're going to automatically want to vote her out. But that goes to show you like when I always tell people, if you go and play for Survivor, if you go and play on Survivor, you people want to vote for people that they like. And I feel with Carolyn, every day more and more people enjoy her even more. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? sometimes you start tolerating people. And then you're like, you know what, I like this person. They're not so bad. I could really, you know, like I can hang out with them, you know, and that's where Carolyn is right now, where everyone's really, really enjoying her. And they really, um they always find something in common with her, Uh, not maybe on the addiction level, but other things that she talks about, they can relate. So I think she's doing a great job. Yeah,
0: I think so too. She's very relatable. And Definitely a crowd pleaser for all the fans out there. Everyone absolutely. With her.
1: <laughs> well, there's always someone in your family that's that's addicted to. You know what I'm saying? Like, no family is perfect. So that's why you look at her and you're like, you know, she did this, she went through it, but she got out of it and she's okay and she's still, you know, on the road to recovery because, you know. But I I really like her. I really enjoy her a lot
2: absolutely and i think it's very interesting I, I was able to i didn't really meet her but i did see her um once and her you can feel you know when you when you go to these uh you know are able to meet people in person um you you get how people are so enamored with them uh and you know just being near carolyn i could feel just like happiness kind of come like she was just out, out. yeah exactly her aura was just like happy and i just can totally get how someone would want to work with her or or just likes being around her and that kind of a thing because you, you felt that when you were near her.
1: And she's another one that tells it like it is like she really and if I was partnered up with her and I'm throwing things at her and trying to see what she wants to do, you know, all you got to do is watch her facial expressions and you'll know if she's in or out like I feel like she's easy to read so she would be easy to work with and easy to move forward within the game. You know, I would totally align myself with her. Yeah. She
0: she seems like a really good person to be aligned with. I agree. And she's also someone that could help draw attention attention away from you if you were concerned because she's very boisterous and yeah, grabs attention, so.
1: And you know what real quick I want to say before we move on when she <laughs> said that she was the turkey and what did she say? I'm um, the I never heard that before and I just started mm-hmm. laughing. Well, I was, was, was confused by that
2: reference and people had to explain it to me uh, because I guess a turkey isn't very smart, which I didn't know because <laughs> I'm from Florida. Like, I didn't, I don't know turkeys. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I can now use that in my day to day life. You know, I feel like the turkey of the situation or whatever. Yeah, I, yeah, was, I was like
1: the turkey. Oh, my God, that's so funny. I didn't <laughs> look it up, but I was like, that is awesome. She's like, I'm the turkey. Whatever she said. We, one of the fans has to tell us exactly what she said word for word. Yes, I'm the Turfian, I don't know but it was good I enjoyed it and it just stuck
0: yeah I agree it's hilarious <laughs> so we get to this next immunity, or before the immunity challenge we get the tree mail and now we get the discussion of you're going to potentially have the ability to sit out and barter for rice and something like that and people are discussing it but Danny is having absolutely none of this and he is so mad that people are even thinking about this he's trying to encourage them like let's be the season that we're all players. And I don't know, to me, I'm like, if people want food.
1: Yeah. Nobody cares about that because he wants to be gung ho, but I'm hungry. And if I'm one of the, like, if I was out there, I'd be like, I know I'm not going to win this anyway. You can count on me to sit out, you know, but that's just my mentality. Like I don't have to, but my game is different. Um, And I probably would have said, "Dude, relax. Even if you make it to the end, you're still not going to win immunity. Like (laughs) (laughs) get rice. You know what I'm saying? Like the rice will sustain you, you know, because I've been in Fiji a couple of times and there's food here and there, but it's scarce. It's not just, there's not just, well, except for Island of the Idols, you know, the chickens came to me trying to eat whatever I had, but you know, I don't think it's a big deal. I think it was great. Four people sat out. It just had to be the right four people if they weren't scared to sit out, which I love to see how they're feeling uh, in the game. Like, are you so confident that you don't have to play? I like to see that. If I'm confident and I have a, a huge alliance, I'm going to sit out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't we don't get it.
0: yeah. we I feel like the indicators of where you stand in the game, either like the coconut chop or, yeah, sitting mm-hmm. out of a challenge, those are really good ways to gauge where other people are standing and feeling comfortable. So I like, I like stuff like this. Mm -hmm.
2: I like it a lot too. I like, um, I will say I, I did wish it was more of, he said they called it a negotiation, but it really was just like Jeff saying, Hey, if four people want to sit out, it was a sit out. It didn't really feel like a negotiation to me. I kind of wish they would have brought back like a classic, like, I'm going to bring out food and you have until the end of this challenge to eat the food kind of a thing. Um, I I just sometimes miss some like that interaction that we sometimes have uh, or like the interaction with Jeff and them. And, you know, obviously the rice is better for them in the long run, but as a selfish viewer, um, I always loved when he would bring out the food and people would have to give up and then they could eat that food. Um, Just because I thought that it added some interesting dynamics. We got to see them Eat the food and enjoy the food, and we also got to see the people who were still in the challenge wishing that they could be eating that food, and they can't. So I thought it was a obviously. I think it's you know I I was happy with how the challenge went, and you know the people who sat out kind of made sense to me. I, I honestly was shocked that Kane sat out, but um, but I do I did wish that we had something like that where we could see you know that dynamic and just kind of bring back some of that old more old school feel to this season.
0: I think you just wanted more sassy Jeff. I do. I just so want more sassy Jeff. what you always want.
1: You Not want to just the out. sassy you know, I want more old school all overall, you know, like more, uh, more of the old school, bring back more of the storytelling of, of who these people are and why they love Survivor. And although we're seeing that, um, I, I agree with you about the challenge. And I, I like when they do the, um, the one with the money, the auction, and I've never oh. participated in one of those. Um, but that's great to see who feels afraid of sitting out and who knows, hey, I'm okay, I can do it, or who thinks they're okay. And then we see what happens to them at tribal council that, you know, scouts honor, I won't vote you out, but I'm not a scout. Like, oh my God. So
0: <laughs> that's true. That was brutal. Unless you're Lil, then I'm not believing you're a scout. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That to me seemed like kind of weak. Social play because I feel like like a social move because I feel like everyone saw through that. Like I feel like if I'm anyone standing there, I'm not going to believe that he's not actually going to vote for me. And I just feel like that's not very good for your overall social game. Personally, if you're just like outright lying that you promise you're not going to vote for somebody, but everyone knows that you're not going to any or you are going to. I don't know. It just
1: seems like kind of weak social. Oh, that'll come back to haunt him. Yeah watch we'll probably hear something about it next episode where they're like oh whatever he says you have to take it with a grain of salt like he's a lot you know what i'm saying that's not they're paying attention yeah they're paying and attention and i
0: think i don't even remember the last time something like this happened i know in micronesia they all convinced um who was it it wasn't eric it was um i'm blanking on his name but He was the one who had the fake idol. But anyway, long story short, they all convinced him. And I remember them all swearing and, like, Siri crossing her fingers and everything. And if everyone's saying they're just not going to vote you out, come on, like, don't buy that. And to his credit, Kane did say he didn't believe that people were going to follow through with that. But don't allow that to convince you to participate in something if you don't. Yeah. make your own decisions
1: well maybe he thought like i'm skating on thin ice they're probably coming after me anyway let me show them that i'm a team player by sitting out for this rise maybe it'll save me maybe they're you know they're going to keep their words but i think no matter what they were going to come after him
2: yeah yeah i agree i think so
1: too. and franny's going to be next once your name comes up one time like they say it's easy for it just to keep coming up and coming up coming up that's all that's all that is yeah. Once he comes up, that's it.
0: Surprisingly, yeah. though, I think Jam Jam has done a really good job at having potentially been a big target and then sort of over time, it's sort of gone away from him. So I'm impressed by that, by him. Yeah, Jam
1: yeah. Jam's doing a good job. Jam Jam's yeah. doing a
2: great job. I am worried about Franny. I'm, I'm glad you brought up Franny because I am worried about her because not only has her, not only has she gotten the majority of a vote, you know, being saved by an idol, um, but also she's, defeated two pretty strong what people think are like uh challenge beast type guys at a challenge and so i am also worried about franny in the future just if she loses a challenge are people going to go oh we got to get her out because she keeps on winning you know um and so i think that kind of compounds on the fact that she not only has her name been brought up once But she's also won two immunities against what people think is, like, a big, strong dude, you know? Uh, So I think that I'm worried about her for in the next couple of episodes.
1: Oh, yeah. I would be – if I was her. I'd be worried, too. Like, it's great to win immunity, but when they're getting Brandon out because he's a big guy and he's a physical beast. But he's – you know, I'm the one here winning two Mm -hmm. immunities. You know, when is my name going to come up? Which it already has for her. And Mm -hmm. now there's no idol to save her. So – you know, the days are, it's, it's on the wall. Yeah.
0: I hope not too soon. I'd like to see more of her. But anyway, we get to the challenge. You're balancing a ball overhead. This looked just painful. They're all uncomfortable. But this time it was raining. It was raining hard. And yeah, now, Sandra, enlighten us. How does it feel when you're just not feeling it on a certain day and you just have to do the challenge and you're uncomfortable? Like, give us an example.
1: Um, I hate all challenges no matter what anyway. So there's never a good day for me. Um, but there's times when you're out there and you're miserable. It's cold, you're wet, um, you know, you're hungry and just you know, then you got the the, the challenge and then you don't know how to feel like where you're at within the game and no matter how much you give, depending on if you're an athlete or not, because look at Danny, we're over here thinking he should be winning stuff and he isn't, you know. So you just assume because they're these big buff guys that they're gonna win it all, and they don't, you know, sometimes that's not what what you need. But these challenges are not easy, you know. Um, and Franny's toes were shaking and she was giving her it, it her all and I could see that, but she knew she needed it. Her name had been coming up. So there wasn't, you know, she, she needed it or she was going to go home. She knew it. Like she had to have known it and she was going to give it her all. So congrats to her. But you know, the challenges get worse. They're looking like they're getting worse and worse as the days go on. Where back in the day, the longer you were in the game, the easier the challenges were, the more puzzles you were getting. But now it seems to be getting, it's the opposite. It's like Australian survivor. Mm -hmm. The longer you're in the game, the harder the challenges are, which is like, Tough, yeah, it's
0: absolutely brutal. And you're right; her toes were shaking. It, it was just intense, absolutely. Her lips were
2: purple. I don't know if you noticed that, but she her her lips were like she was so cold. Her lips were purple.
0: I didn't notice that. Yeah, I didn't notice that either. Oh, but yes. To summarize, it ended up coming down to Danny and Franny, and. Danny falls and it's Franny's win again, second time, increases her her threat level in these challenges a little bit, so draws some more attention to her, but at least she's safe for tonight.
1: Yeah, I would not if they start talking about her already the next day. Mm -hmm. Like the minute Franny doesn't win immunity, she's gotta go. Yep. That's what I'd be thinking.
2: That's what I would be thinking too, probably. Yeah.
0: Definitely. She's well liked. She's obviously pretty smart. She had someone who was willing to play an idol on her so it shows that she has people who are willing to stick their neck out for her. And she's good at these challenges. So yeah. Sorry, Franny. Might be yeah. you next.
1: Yeah, your days are numbered.
0: <laughs> and so after the challenge, immediately we're talking about Kane. Kane is the is the subject. And I mean, how often, Sandra, do you, do you say or would you say that the first name that comes up is the one that actually is the person who goes?
1: No, no, because sometimes people just say a name just to say a name. um, Or they could be waiting to see what you say, where your head's at. So you never know when it comes to throwing out names, if it's truthful or not. It all depends on who's saying it. Um, But we knew that Kane was the other bigger guy and he was smart and they were weary of him. So, you know, he was going home too. So, um... That was a good move, too. Like, I would have got rid of him, too. I would have kept saying, look, he's going to eventually win something. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to get him out. If we want to get to the end, he's got to go. So...
2: Yeah. I also think, we were just talking about Franny, I also think it was very interesting that while we saw them all kind of, like, deliberating on, um, like, like throwing out names or whatever, Franny was the one that was, like why is Tika in the middle of everything? Like, why are we going to Tika for everything? Are Do they have all the power? Maybe we should go after someone from Tika, which I think is a very, very good observation because they do. It's like, seems like every episode, it's like, where's Tika going to go? That's, I guess, who how it's going to end up being. Uh, and I so I thought that was a very uh astute observation from Franny and i was hoping something would happen from that not because i wanted to see anyone from tika go i think that they're amazing i mean i think everyone's amazing but i think that that was a very astute like you were just saying like you know even if you have like the 3 and the 3 we're kind of forgetting about the 3 in the middle um and uh i thought that was a great
1: observation from franny well we know for a fact that there's been seasons where the player excuse me, that said, I'm in the middle, I'm the one that's going to decide ends up getting voted out because Mm -hmm. now they're in a, in a position of power. So yeah, Franny is playing. I feel like when she said that we were going back to back in the days where if somebody was like, well, I can pick this person or I can pick like, I'm the deciding factor. Okay. No, we're not going to do that. If we knew that you were a deciding factor, then you know what? let's talk, let's set aside our differences, let's take out this one person that's the deciding factor, that has all this power, and let's resume when we come back from tribal council. Mm-hmm. So it was valid what Franny was saying, but mm-hmm. that's not where their head's at. Nah.
0: No, no. And yeah, she talks about potentially splitting the vote between Jane, Jane and Carolyn, but yeah, it seems like that's not where their head's at, it's a little too late, and Sandra, how late before tribal are you willing to contemplate changing your vote? Like, how much time does there have to be for you to be like,
1: well, maybe. I can change my mind right at tribal when they're doing all that talking back and forth, you know. Um, But back in the day when that wasn't allowed, we had to know who we were voting for. And that really didn't change because a lot of times you're like, I'm going to say some stuff at tribal council, but don't, you know, take offense to it or don't think I'm talking about you. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say whatever Jeff wants me to say, or I'm just going to, you know, just, it was a guys, you know, like it don't, I'm just going to say some things, but don't worry about it. We're good. Um, But now with so many things changing, you can change right at tribal council. So it's very different now. Yeah,
0: it is significantly different. Absolutely. Tegwith, what are your thoughts?
2: Well, I don't know. I think... Um, I, I do think that there is a balance, especially now, like I felt like today was very interesting. We haven't seen a live tribal or not today, this week's episode. We haven't seen a live tribal in a hot second. It feels like, uh, where the people are like getting up and, and going off into groups and all of that stuff. Uh, and so that I thought was an interesting dynamic. Do we think that actually changed anything? Um, because I feel like that didn't change the vote at all. Right. Am I remembering that
1: correctly? Yeah, you're right. It didn't change the vote and. From my perception, if I always feel like as a player that all of that stuff should be sorted out before you even get to Tribal Council. There shouldn't be, Mm -hmm. but what if this and what if that? There shouldn't be other factors uh, to change your vote. Like when you go in there as a group of this is what we're going to do to move forward, that's what we need to stick to. So I don't like all that live talking back and forth.
2: I I will say, I think it's a little confusing from the viewer's perspective. I do think it's interesting. And I like that it's not happening all the time. Like, I feel like there was a point in time where it was like every single tribal was a live tribal. And it kind of just became commonplace. Um, But it, I I don't know. It was, I thought that was interesting. I also felt, correct me if I'm wrong. I felt like Jeff was a little bit more not pushy during this tribal, but he like brought up some things that felt like he was trying to like influence some stuff, maybe not specifically the vote. I know he always does that, but it felt a little bit more pointed than normal.
1: Um, does, do you all remember that kind of. Yeah. No, in, in reference to what, what, what do what was the, the didn't bring up called?
2: specifically where he was like, so we're not voting out the people who sat out. Right. Kind of a thing. Um, right. Or was he just kind of bringing that up to talk about Danny promising that, that, you know?
0: Yeah, I think it could be that, but you're right. He does bring up the idea that, yeah, we talked about not voting out people who said that they would sit out so we could get the rice. But it's funny because the person who brought that up at the challenge was Jeff. He's the one who said, Mm -hmm. oh, well, maybe you could guarantee those people security if they if they sat out. So it's funny that he he mentioned it in the moment he's bringing up then, but. I do actually think it's what you were saying, Ted, that it was a way to facilitate talking about Danny and the way that he felt about it. But
1: yeah, but at the same time, you have to remember, too, they started talking about how wonderful it was to eat the rice and how they felt like different people. Whenever they start talking about something, he, he's already ready with the questions. You know, he was already, he knew that the minute they started talking about the rice and how everyone's feeling now that they have full tummies, that that was going to be a way for him to navigate into the promises of who sat out. and mm-hmm. But at the same time, too, the producers usually know who's going to get voted out anyway. So Jeff has all that information. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, it's not 100% that that's how they'll vote. But usually they say, hey, Sandra, who are you going to vote for? Well, I'm going to get rid of David. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, they already kind of know. And then you know it goes from there. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
2: One thing I also fr- forgot that happened this episode that was a very interesting kind of editing little tidbit talking about Danny was when Danny was telling his strategy of look at five trees, pick up some things, come back to camp to try to find an idol leading up to Heidi ultimately finding the idol. Uh, and then I honestly kind of thought she was going to play it. Um, I'm really happy she didn't. Um, but that was that whole editing was, I thought was, that felt was very interesting, uh, leading to Heidi holding on to, I believe the only now live idol in the game. Correct. Correct. I'm excited to see if she'll actually play it. Uh, you know, if she'll actually, um, get use out of it because I, we've only, we've seen what three idol plays so far this season. All correct.
1: Right. Yeah, Yeah. But they're already throwing up. <clears throat> they're already throwing out her name so she might be a little bit scared. She needed that idol and I hope she does keep it a secret and can play it and uh save herself if she needs to. Yeah. I hope so too. Same and great. then
0: speaking,
2: speaking of idols, I just want to ask, you know, because Jamie's idol is now gone, right? kane left with Jamie's idol in his sock, fake idol in his sock. Um how do we feel? Do we feel like this is going to come back into play that Jamie's going to be like, we'll see her talk about it in this next episode. Um, just because I felt like it was a fake idol and nothing really came of it, essentially. Like, it's very interesting to me that the producers and the editors added kept that into the season. And I'm curious to see what you both think of whether or not we are, we'll see more of this fake Matthew idol in the future.
1: Uh, Watch that fake idol, watch him have, taking it out of his sock and handed it to somebody else. We just didn't see it until after the fact. Um I don't know. The fake idols just, uh, back in the day, we made fake idols all the time. You know what I'm saying? And it's different. But when you have a fake idol that you think it's real, it's, it. I don't know what I want to say. <laughs> I'm like, it's just a lot when it's just so much, you know? um I don't know I don't even know yeah it's it's something
0: David yeah I was just gonna say yeah they definitely focused on it a lot and she got it from Matt who is out now so it's not like there's any way that it's going to be tied to Matt it's not going to be tied to to Kane now that he's out so I don't know why they showed so much of this fake idol for it not to really result in much so I don't really have a great answer to your question either, Tegwith. I don't really have – I'm not sure what's going to yeah. come How's of watch it? it come no. up,
1: watch something happen that we didn't see, and then mm-hmm. that idol is still that fake idol with the yellow beads is still hanging around.
0: I'm just sad that the fake idols aren't more convincing. Like, Bob Crowley made some incredible fake idols. We've seen some very impressive things that people have made, and I know they're supposed to be – Did you guys ever hear
1: of-, of the idol I made on Game Changers? No? No. You can ask, uh, uh, Troy Zan about it. You can ask Michaela, Haley, Beastmo, Cowboy. Um, so I made a fake idol <laughs> and that Joker was nice. I mean, it looked legit. And, um, I put it in my bra and I went looking for a fake idol and forgot I had stuffed it in my bra. It moved around. I come to camp and Caleb says either Sandra's got three nipples or she has an idol in her bra. <laughs> I turn around to walk away and Troyzan snatches me by the shoulder and he's like what's going on? You got an idol and I was like yeah Troyzan but it's fake. So I show it to everyone and um they're like this ain't fake. Like it it becomes like okay if it's fake why did you feel the need to make it and What were you going to do with it? And who are you going to target? And it just became this awful thing that I had. And then I remember a couple of days later, we knew we were going to tribe swap, that something was going to happen. And because of that idol, I didn't want to take it with me. Nobody wanted to touch it. And Zan was like, screw it, I'll take it. And it so happened that Zan ended up being the only one to tribe swap from our tribe. So no one else knew that he had that fake idol with him then Troy Zan found a real idol uh so he had a fake idol a real idol um and but he never really needed to use any of them and made it all the way to the end uh but my idol was legit Troy Zan has it today but after that happened to me, I was like, never again will I ever make another idol. Like you always think like grab the beads, do because you know they have the torches, all these beads, like grab all this stuff, do this, make a fake idol. But then if you get caught up like I did, then it's just like the worst. and I was like, I'll never, ever, ever, if I ever play again, I'll never make another fake idol. What is this one look like? It had like a a, a square piece in the middle. And then I had all these beads and the beads were perfect because they gave us the torches. And the first time we went to tribal council that night, I went and peeled. I was like, nobody else is going to be able to make a fake idol but me, because I took anything that dangled off all the torches. And so I, I possessed all those beads and all that stuff. And. I just used twine and I did these little cute knots and it just looked like something that Jeff that you would find. It wasn't nothing crazy looking but it was perfect and it had the perfect centerpiece. Troy Zan has it.
2: That's awesome. That's so cool. You guys
1: are going to have to get him on the show one day. Yeah, absolutely. So I need to see it. cowboy called me out on it and then it was just like a whole like an interrogation process and I was like I'll never make a fake like for oh real. my gosh! I was like, "This fake idol's gonna send my ass home." That is a wild. Yeah,
0: that sounds like way too much trouble than it was worth. So
1: it was. I I said I'd never do
0: it again. Mm-mm-mm. And so back to episode nine forty, season forty four, and we get an advantage play from Jamie because Jamie plays Lauren's extra vote, and they put two votes on or three votes in total on Heidi, and the final vote. Ends up being five to three to one to one and Kane is sent pack in. I don't think that the live tribal really influenced anything like we said, but that was, that was Kane's time. Do you have any final and words? You know
1: what? So many names being thrown out. I would be like, what the hell was that? Like, yes. why are there so many different people on so many different sheets of music? Like we need to be together getting to the end, you know, like that was just a lot.
2: It was. I always count the votes on my hands, like when I'm watching this show. And so it started off like, Okay, we've got Kane has one, and then Heidi has one, and then somebody else had a name and I was like, Okay, I guess I gotta do this. And then I was like running out of hands, and then Ryan, my boyfriend, came over and I used his hand because there were like there were too many votes going on. I was so confused. Uh, but it was so it was so funny. And it ended up being, you know, Kane, obviously, and then I could kind of throw it out but i was like i need more hands to be able to count all of the votes that are happening right now
1: yeah it should be you know you always want to be in the majority and all these random votes all over the place like it, it was crazy that that would make me think like hey there's still people out there i can get on my side and let's get this majority going and let's see if we can work something out and just get to the end together you know
2: do you think that the 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 way that Brandon was idled out, do you think it spooked everybody? Because in the beginning of the episode, they kept saying like, oh, Brandon was the one that wanted to put all of the votes on to Franny. You know, I wanted to split the votes. We should have split the votes. We should have split the votes. Do you think that that kind of like spooked everybody on like splitting them like the way that they did?
1: I don't know if per se that would be the reason, but a lot of times you want to split votes if it can be done, you know, to guarantee you moving forward. Sometimes you don't have the luxury of splitting votes because the numbers are just not there and you have to take a leap of faith, but it all depends on what they were all thinking and why all these different votes were out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense.
0: It gets very messy. (laughs) And I'm sure it was very messy with when you were making your fake idol and Very artistic. And that's a perfect segue because our next little ad is from Katie Tedesco Designs. And we'll be right back after this ad. And when we come back, we'll be talking awards and award seasons and who will be the best and worst social player of the episode. So hang in there. We'll be right back.
3: Hi, Survivor Now podcast listeners. I am Katie from KT Designs, better known as Katie Tedesco Art on both Instagram and Etsy. I have been designing and selling Survivor products for over seven years at my Etsy shop, including replicas like Hidden Immunity Idols and Survivor Trading Cards with all of the players' stats on the back. I am so grateful for Survivor Now for giving me this shout out and helping me reach even more superfans. I love listening to their podcast. So if you are looking for some really unique reality TV products for yourself or to give a super fan in your life, come check out my Etsy shop at www.etsy.com slash shop slash That's
1: crazy. You know what? I've had those cards and didn't know where they came from. I've never heard of her before. Look That's, at that. That's cool. And I've had those cards. Um, a couple of them from different players and, and mine sent to me, but never knew where they came from. So super
0: talented. She makes well, I'm her, get to see that. Yeah. She makes those cards. She makes those idols. Probably not as fancy as yours. We'll have to see it. But <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. No, she does a good job. Um, Well, hers, are, you know, she has the right equipment, you know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? Like ours are just made from whatever, but mine came from the art department too. That's so. true. Cool. That's um, true. But the one that's, well, that's, that I was going to say something about other puzzles that I get, but I don't want to. Okay. <laughs>
0: maybe, maybe you and her can do like a little like replica of the idol that you created that like,
1: cool, yeah. you know? Zen has it. we'd have to see. Troy Zen has to show it to us so we can uh, see yeah. the, the Sandra fake idol that I made. That got me almost voted off. <laughs>
0: So now it is time for the award portion of this podcast, and we are going to award the Social Butterfly Award to the individual that we feel played the best socially this week. Sandra, is there anyone that you feel is deserving of this award this week?
1: Carson, because he can talk to just about anybody and not have an issue. Like he was telling Danny, like, I can go watch. um, He was going to babysit someone to make, was it Heidi? Who was he going to? go and watch and make sure that they didn't talk to anybody or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And then he also told them, look, jam, jam, or they already know that you're going to play the idol for friend. No, that was last week's episode, right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I still think Carson is a very good social player because somehow
1: he's sick and they still won't go to his house. So look, he's doing great. Everyone cares for him. They, you know, he's on no one's radar. Um, and he's, he's smart. He knows the game inside and out. He's my social butterfly of the week. Awesome.
2: I almost went with Carson for mine. Actually, I'm not going to lie this episode, but I, I ended up ultimately to go with, um, Carolyn, um, mainly because I think that Carolyn is very good at humanizing, well, I guess we seeing what we're seeing in the episode, right. Where everyone is obviously they're all humans out on there, but, but I feel like she has this way to connect with people. And we got to see that this week of like, you know, she makes people laugh, but then she talks about her, uh, herself and what she's been through and all that stuff. And I think, you know, props to the editors for uh, showing us that portion of the episode, but I think it just comes back to why Carolyn people love her so much and people, you know, like to be around her and, uh, and kind of have some faith in her, um, and I and I think that we were able to see that a little bit more this week, uh, and so that's why I think that I would give it to her. Awesome.
0: And I am going to have to agree with Sandra and give it to Carson as well, just because he's just so well integrated. Like you said, he's talking to everyone. No one is is gunning for him, and hasn't really been. Like you said, he was sick. And people are still really good with him. So, yeah, I'm going to have to give that to Carson as well.
1: And you know what? Um, Although Carolyn is awesome, but me being a survivor player, I know that when people are sharing, we're all sharing. They just chose to show us what she was talking about. But I'm sure everyone put in their two cents about what was going on with them or how they're feeling or how they were brought up. Because there's a lot of times when I'm in conversations and I'm like, I had a whole bunch to say and you don't see anything, you know what I'm saying? So they're, you know, they just focused on her, but, but, you know, to each his own, I love her as well. I just feel like, you know, Carson is just, you know, he's everywhere with everyone and they're looking at him like an ally. And that's where you want to be, where everyone likes you. No one's throwing out your name. He's not a threat to anyone yet. And, uh, but not that I had to feel like I had to justify Carson. No, but
2: I think I think you're you're totally right, and I think also a point uh, in Carson's you know basket is also the fact that it seems almost like Carolyn and Jam Jam are also looking at Carson to kind of go like where is Tika going to go this week? That could be the edit, you know, showing us what they want to show us. But it almost seems like they will sometimes look for Carson's. Words, and then that's what they'll end up doing. Not all the time, but you know, I do think that we also see that we've seen that in other episodes as well.
1: And even if Carson is making moves, it always seems like maybe Jam Jam is the one telling him what to do, therefore, they'll go after Jam Jam first before they ever come after Carson.
0: Good point, absolutely. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, we're going to award the driver of the social struggle bus award to the individual who we feel struggled this week socially or maybe just wasn't at the same level as everybody else this week sandra who are you thinking
1: danny Mm -hmm. yeah danny not only does he hate when he loses but of course scout's honor didn't help um you know his tirade about the rise Uh, about playing hard and there's players that really go hard, but people notice when you're always going hard, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because sometimes you just want to chill and relax or you don't want to go at that person's pace. That happened with us with Tony. Tony wanted to dictate the pace of the game on game changers on day one. And we were like, yo, this is a 39 day game. We're Mm -hmm. not, you know what I'm saying? Like slow down or you're not going to be here, you know? So I think Danny, uh maybe a little bit socially awkward.
0: Yeah. Well I said that. I third it. So I'm glad
1: we're all on I, mean, out I here. like him. I could get along with him too, yeah. but I feel like out of everyone else, he seems like the one most on the outs.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. I agree. I
0: think he's got a lot to offer and he seems like a nice guy but i think this episode just highlighted the fact that maybe he is yeah a little too try hard in the challenges he got really emotional about it he got emotional about the rice maybe it was just a bad couple days for him but a bad yeah. couple days can cost you in this game so you better watch it.
1: yeah yeah you have to chill and just exactly. relax
2: exactly i totally agree second everything that you all are saying
1: <laughs> and this game is a lot of luck people don't say it is i mean You know, uh, luck has a lot to do with with the game and things falling into place, and we don't want to forget that. Yeah, that's a very good point. Absolutely.
0: And Sandra, if you have some time, we have a few questions that fans submitted because they knew and were anticipating you being here. So we have just a few questions if you're cool with that. All right, I'm ready. Awesome. Uh, Tegwith, do you have that or do you want me to facilitate that?
2: Well, I, um I just wanted to start off. This one was one of the comments that we had earlier um that it's showing up on the screen, but Jenny just says, hi, Sandra from Australia. Uh, whenever Sandra's on a pod, take notes, her words of wisdom are everything. So not really a question, but uh, just for all of the listeners out there, make sure you had a notepad this, this episode to ma- make sure you're listening to what Sandra's got to say.
1: I appreciate that. Sometimes I feel like I forget. I start rambling and forget what the doggone question even was um, because I just keep going and, when I play Survivor, that's something that happens to me. I'll be watching the show and I'm like, oh my God, did I say that? Did I do that? Like, I won't even realize that I've done and said things until I see him on TV because I'm just going, I, I'm over there already. You yeah. know? I'm still here, but I'm already over there. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: makes
1: sense. I appreciate all her love from Australia. I hope to go back maybe in a couple of years and revisit. I'll let her know we can sit and have coffee. <laughs>
2: Um, speaking of Australia, we did get a, uh, a question from Drew, uh, and Drew asks, what do you think of the length of Australian survivor?
1: Oh my God. 47 days is horrible. It's just too much. Um, I rather do 39 days, but you know, it's different over there. Sometimes it's three times a week, then it goes down to two, it's 24 players, um, But I love it. Like, if I'm not on it, then it's great. I don't care that it's 47 days. If I'm on it, I don't want to do 47 days. (laughs) It all depends on if it's Sandra the player or Sandra the audience. That's a very good point.
0: Yeah. that's that. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Because 39 days is already crazy. And then in Australia, Survivor Season 2, Australia, it was like maybe 42 days or 41 days. And I was like, that's insane. But 47, yeah, I'm sorry. That's- well, it
1: went from 50 to 47.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: it Jesus. used to be even longer. Oh my goodness. That's
2: brutal. It is. It's a, incredibly brutal.
0: It is brutal. And the next question, I know, Sandra, you mentioned before that a reason why Heroes versus Villains in Pearl Islands were amazing was because of the cast. And we have a question from Yasser Ice Queen. Who deserves to have a
1: second chance from Pearl Island? I recognize that name. Why do I know that name? He has uh,
2: a, he's his name is Ian. He has um a, a, a an Instagram that he does uh, mainly Survivor stuff on it. So maybe that's why.
1: Okay, um, who from the Pearl Islands deserves a second chance uh, that has never played before? I would probably say someone like Krista or even Rhino. Yeah, I'll stick to those two, Krista or Rhino. One male, one female.
0: Good choices. Absolutely. What do you feel like? Um, yeah. What do you What do you feel like? We didn't see of them that like on TV that they are in real life.
1: They They know the game, and Krista reminds me a lot of Carolyn. Hmm. Um. Uh. But Carolyn is, you know, but Krista, you know, back in the day, uh, has a lot of the quirkiness of Carolyn, and um. And Rhino know, knew the game. He knew the game back then, and I'm sure he could still, you know, we've all gotten older, but he he knew the game. He just ended up on the wrong tribe, mm-hmm. and we decimated them. But at the end of the day, he was a good player too. I would have liked to have seen him again. He's done some of that uh, expedition stuff, like um the one Burton did, Expedition, is it USA or Expedition, you know, where they go from place to place. It's it's either on Netflix. Oh, cool! Where they have to compete and and make it through and do bicycles and running and swimming and do you know? Oh wow! Expedition show, where they take teams. I'm not sure. That sounds brutal. Yeah, expedition. Shit, look, it's expedition something. It's online. It's it's on on Netflix if I'm not mistaken. Okay, cool. Definitely yeah. have to check that out. Love, I love my know. Um, we have another,
2: yeah, we have another question. Um, that is actually about season 40. So, this is from um, Zen I don't know how to pronounce that Zenitrim something. Uh, who did Sandra find out was on season 40 before you left? And then the second question would be, who did you want to be who would you have liked to see out there that wasn't?
1: Well, a lot of names had already spoiled by the time me and Boston Rob got back from. Island of the Idols because from the minute we got back we only had 10 days to turn around and go back and play so they had already been all in communication and here we were coming back Um, so there was a lot of names but there was a lot of names that weren't even out there you know what I'm saying so and then you have what 40 names 38 39 names to pick from I was the only two time winner at that time and twice <laughs> yeah so you know like I think we could guess pretty much better who was on the cast of winners at war than who would be on like a second chances or fan favorite because you only have but so many winners. Um, but who was out, who ended up out there that who wasn't out there that I wish was Yeah, right. Todd, Mike Holloway, even Tina, maybe Vesepia. Yeah. Um, who was other winner that I wish had been out there? Earl was a good winner. Some um, mm. of the old school players, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It I agree with all of those. I wanted, I
2: really wanted Vasepia to be on that one. I don't. I, I think it would have been. I don't know. I really loved her game. I love that season, um, specifically for her and um, Sean, I believe. Uh, and so, yeah. I really would have loved to see her on that season
1: yeah I think um, they should have done half and half old school and new school players but old school and new school didn't have anything to do with there was no rivalry it's just how the cookies crumbled nobody trusted anybody out there it was a sad situation all around <laughs> <laughs> well
2: speaking of old school versus new school uh jk it's cole asks uh how do you feel about the new era format
1: I like 39 days. I guess I'll never like 27 days, but that's what it has become. Um, I guess I wouldn't mind playing 26 days either, you know, <laughs> um, but I don't like I've never liked so many idols and advantages in this, that and a third back then when we played and I'll say it over and over again. We dotted our I's, we crossed our T's before we went to tribal council just to ensure that our torches did not get snuffed. Now they rely on too much stuff. Mm -hmm. You have to, we relied on our social games, making connections, being aligned with the right people and the right amount of people. Now it's, oh, this idol's gonna save me or this is gonna do this and I gotta, I don't like it. Mm -hmm.
0: Too many moving parts.
1: That says more.
2: Less is more. Exactly. What did Judge Judy say? Kiss, keep it simple, stupid. That's mm-hmm. how I live my life. Um, <laughs> by Judge Judy's words of wisdom. Um, so we have another question. Um, this is from, this is actually about this. I think we talked about it a little bit, but I think it'd be interesting to talk about. Too Many Advantages 44, that is their name, asks, do you think Danny's game is starting to deteriorate?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because another thing is, although he hasn't won immunity, he's almost won immunity. One day he will win one. And uh, you know, when, if he becomes the strongest, then everyone else that's weaker, which the weak usually outnumber the strong, you have to take him out. And he seems like one of those players where, you know, I'll only say what I need to say to pacify you for the moment or to make you feel comfortable and uh, you just can't trust anything he says. And you don't want that in someone you you want to align with and you want to get to the end with. It can't be all about, you. It has to be about what I'm going to get out of it, too. You know, it can't be, mm-hmm. oh, how do I make sure Danny gets to the end? No. But it has to be beneficial. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? So Right now, I don't feel like he really has anybody on his side. So he needs to change stuff up or he's going to be gone soon and not make it to the end.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Danny
1: is, yeah. or, David, what do you think about
0: that? Yeah, I completely agree. I think Danny is a fun character. I'd love to see him do his somersaults. I'd love to see him just be chaotic because he's really fun in a lot of ways. And as a viewer, I absolutely love watching him, but I completely agree. I think that, unfortunately, his stock is on the decline and I think he's probably going to be on his way out unless he does something very drastic to change things up for himself and be, like you said, Sandra, chill and like not manic and... Intense the way that he has been, so I don't think it's He's gonna.
1: Been she's been after him already. You know what I'm saying? That's not gonna change. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were right. partnered up because she knew he was a strong player, and maybe you know uh a reward would come from it. But she, she already she's wary of him. We already know, yeah. and everybody said it. Like you can go from being who was it that said you can go from being enemies to being together, you know, in I think the challenge. Karen.
2: Like I was that. gonna say I think that's learn and Jam Jam,
1: yeah. So everybody already knows she's after him, and that they have issues, you know. And they're gonna use that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Do we have time for a couple more questions? Uh, yeah. If my computer dies, look, I should showed you <laughs> the red thing is like this, but I don't know how much that means. But all right, one. let's just do one more.
2: We'll do one more. We'll do one more. Um, let's see if oh, this is interesting. What do you um? Sonia Jack 35 asks, if you were on the jury of any of your first few seasons, who would you have voted for to win?
1: Okay, if I was part of the jury, like let's say in the Pearl Islands between Lil and Johnny Fairplay, it would have been Lil. Mm -hmm. No. It would have been Johnny Fairplay. (laughs) I almost forgot Lil got voted out. Um, so I, you know, it would have only been him, it would have been Johnny Fairplay in Heroes versus Villains. If it would have been poverty or Russell again, poverty would have won that one. So, Fairplay, Parvity in Game Changers between Sarah Culpepper and Troy Zan. Oh my god, that one would be so hard. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to answer that one. <laughs> um, what was after that? Then it was Island of 80. the Idols. I didn't have nothing to do with Island of the Idols. And Winners at War would have been Tony. 20, yeah. Tony would have had my vote. Absolutely, Tony Absolutely. would have had my vote. Absolutely. On Game Changers, I would have picked between Troyzan and Sarah. But I don't know who I'd pick.
2: I feel like that was definitely the one that I wouldn't I don't know how I would answer that one either. I mean, I have wasn't on any of those seasons. But I feel like on all of the other answers, I agree with you completely. I just for game changers. I don't know what I would have done either.
1: Yeah, I would have been between Troy Zen and Sarah.
2: What would you have done for Australian survivor uh, for blood versus water?
1: Um, at the end, it was Mark, Mark would have definitely got it. Um, yeah, Mark, Mark, who won would have been who i voted for mark
2: easy absolutely yeah i totally mm-hmm. agree i also uh how did you this is just a personal how did you like watching um nina on uh heroes versus villains was that fun for you
1: it was fun for me but there were times i'd be like girl why did you tell liz that you guys were going after Haley? like that's what changed a lot of things or why you guys didn't send Paige over there if uh uh gary didn't want to go you know what i'm saying like yeah he you know, like that changed a lot too. You know what I'm saying? Um, so there were things where I was like, what were you thinking? <laughs> um, so.
2: It was a funny. Was I was proud funny. of her
1: to have lasted 45 out of 47 days.
2: No matter what,
1: an awesome job.
2: I really hope this, I agree with this person, Pink Dolphins. I hope one day we'll see Nina on an American version of Survivor. I
1: love it. And, you know, somebody sent me that article. I didn't know Jeff had said that they had thought about families, but then they didn't have enough, you know. Legacies. Mm Mm-hmm. But I was thinking, like, well, at least my baby is, uh, (laughs) you know, they could definitely put her on there.
2: And they definitely should. Yeah. She's so good at the game, and she's so much fun to watch. She's great television, and uh, what really enjoyed watching her on um, on uh, what was it season eight? uh, Heroes vs. Villains was so good.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and Sandra, we got an answer about the show that you were talking about. It is called Eco Challenge.
1: Oh yeah, Eco Challenge. I was like Expedition Eco Challenge. Is that Jimmy K from Australia, my friend? He's my friend. No way. Aww. I Thanks, love that. Yeah, so yeah Ayla, um, From survivor. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. show is live right now. Oh, is it? Well, Wait, well um, I, how did the person know to send the answer? Oh, oh no. Yeah, oh, I thought you meant, right now.
0: yeah, I thought you meant Eco challenge was live right now. Yes, we're live right now.
1: No, no. Oh, and he, I think Marcus Samantha from Australian survivor were, was competing on it too. Back then? I'd have to find out. We they never talked about that. I'd have to look it up. That'd be crazy if I ended up playing with four people from, well, three: Mark, Sam, and Rhino. Okay, yeah. yeah Eco Challenge I don't, Expedition was a different one. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. But I yeah. think that is concluding is. our question. I had no question. idea this was live. I thought you were going to record it, cut yeah. and paste. <laughs> oh my god. It's okay, Sandra.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you, were, you, were, you were great.
1: You were don't seamless. But,
0: yes, absolutely. But I just want to thank you so much for joining us today. It has been an absolute pleasure. So much. Well, I'm thank sorry that so I
1: showed up late. Abraham was helping me. I was like, why they didn't tell me I had to download stuff? I don't know how to download stuff. <laughs> like, I had to put things in folders and move it around. And I was like, what a mess. But... Thank you guys for inviting me. Have a good night. I enjoyed it. And uh, Queen queen stays queen.
2: Of
0: course.
1: Adios.
2: Thank you so much, Sandra.
1: Bye, guys. Bye.
0: Thank you all so much for joining this episode. It was an absolute blast getting to talk to Sandra. And of course, make sure to subscribe to Survivor Now on YouTube and Spotify and send us a message at survivorsocialpod@gmail.com at gmail.com if you have some questions of your own that you want to be answered and asked to any of our future guests. And we hope you have a wonderful week until we catch up with you next week. So thank you all so much.
2: Thank you so much. Bye.